Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So did you catch the Western Conference final uh, between Edmonton and Colorado? You mean the preseason game that broke out there? Holy cow. Yeah. It's a good thing that Colorado went for two and won eight to six over the Edmonton Oilers. This was nuts. Absolutely crazy. In fact, um, it, it was it was such a score fest that, that at one point between periods in the second period, they go to Wayne Gretzky on TNT who's doing the game. And, if, and 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 even Gretzky at, at some point goes, he goes, look, guys, he goes, you know, I, I may have been like, you know, one of the greatest scorers in the NHL. And it's like, wait a minute. First of all, one of <laughs> like, OK, humility. You don't wear it very well, Wayne. We know you're that guy. But come on. Uh, he goes, but I'm here to tell you, he goes, you can't win a Stanley Cup unless you play some defense. <laughs> you just can't. Which I guess, I guess, in his own way, he's saying neither one of these teams are going to beat the Lightning or the Rangers if they play this way. It was crazy. It was. It was just a. Uh, I mean, there was there was no time to even go to a commercial. Like it, it was. It was just up and back, back, just fast break hockey. Odd man rushes, even man rushes, just rushes on rushes. And goals upon goals, and I guess what Colorado's goaltender might have uh, gotten hurt as well. Um, yeah, upper body but, injury. So yeah. So who's to say? But listen, we know these teams can score, and they put on a show um, from that standpoint. Look more like the NHL All Star Game. Only there were five guys on the ice instead of three. It was crazy. Yeah, you don't see too many of those in the in the playoffs. Although we know Edmonton's always had issues with defense, and that's kind of why. I mean, we know McDavid, we know Dreisaitl, we know yeah. the guys like Nugent Hopkins and that. They've just never had the back end to really make a run. Connor mm-hmm. McDavid's kind of carrying the team this year he in is. the postseason, and he's been fantastic. Colorado, you expect better defense from. And, you know, I, I wouldn't say they're the best defensive team in hockey, but they're definitely better than a 8-6 to six yeah. game one of the Western Conference final game. I would anticipate – they're going to be a lot better in game two. Now we'll Mm -hmm. see what Edmonton can do to counteract that. But wow. I mean, that's, that's look, we knew the goal, the best goalie matchup was in the East was just against Vasilevsky. No doubt. Mm -hmm. But eight, six, come on. Well, eight, six with an empty netter. And, and believe me when they had the extra uh, man on and, and pulled their goaltender, they came oh so close to tying this seven all with just seconds left. I mean, there were some outstanding saves um, by Colorado's backup goaltender, but um, they did hang on to win, and so they win game one of the Western Conference Final. Of course, game one of the Eastern Conference Final in New York against the Rangers, Madison Square Garden, um, the hockey mecca, I suppose, in some ways in the United States, but uh, will be the Lightning and the Rangers tonight. That's at 8 o'clock. I thought it was interesting, uh, you know, Barkley Goudreau, who's such a big part of the Lightning's uh, back-to-back Stanley Cup wins, these last two years now with the Rangers was, was put on the spot. And, you know, this was inevitable because you're right. I, I, you know, the, the headline of this series is the goaltending and rightfully so. I mean, Andre Vasilevsky's 
you know, I think the greatest goaltender in the world right now. He's got the hardware to prove it. He's won a Vesna. He's won back-to-back Stanley Cups. He's been unbeatable in, you know, series clinching games, um, basically unscored upon almost in those situations the last two years. And then you have, um, you know, Shesterkin, Igor uh, Shesterkin on on the other side, who is probably going to win the Vesna this year, and rightfully so. He's had an outstanding playoffs as well. Younger guy, um, but certainly for this year, the regular season anyway, he's been the best goaltender. You know, he's so actually not that much younger. He's only a year and a half younger. You're right. Than that's right, because Vassy pointed that out today. Yeah, that's the one thing yeah. Vassy pointed out. He goes, hey, I, I'm not really the old guy. Like, he, I'm like maybe a year and a half or two years older than that mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, he, Shesterkin's 26, Vassy's 27. There's about 18 months in between. 18 months, yeah. yeah. Irish twins. So, yeah, basically they're about the same age. But but Igor is, is getting the run because this was his first really good, you know, outstanding year where he's going to win the Vesna, I think. Or is he well, least he had a favorite. fantastic regular season. I mean, yeah, it was, look, there's no question he's the Vesna winner this year. Yeah, I know there's two other goalies nominated or you know finalists, right. but it's going to be Shesterkin. He's he's in the he's a finalist for the MVP, the Hart Trophy. So, yeah, and his numbers are, are stupid, and he's played well, especially in this last series, um, you know, the second series that that New York had. But but you know, Goodrow. I mean, Vassy put two rings on his finger, and then Goodrow was a huge part of, of the Lightning success the past two seasons, and he moves on as a free agent. And that's was expected that you know these guys were going to cash in, and he did. And now his team is is you know back in the Eastern Conference Finals, so he was put on the spot. And he was you know he was asked you know you played with Vassy and now you have Igor here, and, and it was kind of a walk off question. So who's better? And I, I, I mean, of course he's a Ranger, and and so he was like, I got to go with my guy Igor, right? And everybody's kind of gripping about that. Oh come on, what do you listen? Calm down again. Let's not get you know the fall outrage going on the morning shows like he didn't have a choice here, right? You can't walk back in the Rangers clubhouse and say, wait a minute, did you say Bassey? <laughs> so, I mean, he knows who the better goaltender is. He's wearing two of the rings he put on his hand. Um, and until Igor is able to do that, he is not going to claim that title. But in this series, if you're a Ranger, you have to believe in your guy, and they should. Because like you said, he's been terrific this year, and he'll he'll be good in these playoffs. But what a contrast between what I think we're about to see in the Eastern Conference with what we just saw in the Western Conference. Although, to be honest, there's enough high-end skill on these teams. There is. There is. You're right. To put up those kind of numbers. I just don't think you're going to see it on any kind of consistent basis with these goalies in that. And, and the and, Lightning are, are far too committed to playing defense mm-hmm. as well. Yes, absolutely. I mean, you know, that's that was the big difference. You know, the Lightning got to, what, down three games to two and down in the start of the third period in game six? to really yeah. make that commitment to defense and they've ridden it all the way through a sweep of Florida. You know, it, it's that that's what they did the last 2 years to win two Stanley Cups. It's what they were missing in 2019 when they set all kinds of records with 62 wins and 128 points and got swept out in the first round. Wayne Gretzky's right. If you don't play defense, you don't have to be the best necessarily, but you got to be committed to playing good defense. Right. If you're not, you're not going to last very long in the playoffs. And that was his point was, you know, look, that we just watched a team win back-to-back Stanley Cups because they sacrifice. You know, they're willing to go out there and block shots and do the things you have to do, even with the greatest goaltender in the world. And they help him out. And, and that's how they've won these last last two years. So it's going to be a great series. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, and I, I'm with you. We talked about this um, yesterday is that, 
you know, the Lightning have two chances to take one game uh, in New York, and if they're able to do that, then you know they're they're back on serve and um, have home ice and all of that, and that's that's really the goal here. But I still think as this series goes on, the cumulative effect of having that more than a week off and the, and those fresh legs and fresher bodies should help the Lightning uh, before this series is over because the Rangers did play seven games and there's there's no way to, to uh you know to take that you know and, and put that back in their legs so um whether it happens you know tonight or or the next game um down the road in this series i i think you're gonna see uh a fresher tampa bay lightning team they'd have to be and and you know they're still they still got guys nicked up we're probably not gonna see Braden point um you know they got some other guys that are questionable as well so it'll still come down to a war of attrition, but for the guys that are playing, including Vassy, um, they're going to be, they're going to be pretty fresh. And speaking of fresh and being refreshed, we want to say hello to our new sponsors, air rescue. Hey, don't suffer this summer with the old AC system. Call the experts at air rescue. Air rescue offers superior service at unbeatable prices. Your unit will perform 30% better and last longer with regular maintenance just from air rescue our award-winning team delivers 24 hours emergency service 24 7 100 satisfaction guaranteed for residential installation and repair and family-owned with over 75 years in the business air rescue offers 100 financing affordable payments and very easy application process with no administration bank fees or extra costs with that financing can't ask for a better deal than that. Call 813-612-5600 or go to airrescueflorida.com for the air conditioning experts. Air Rescue. So we had a chance to go out to uh, the Bucks training facility and watch our organized team activity. They have about three or four of these each week. We get to watch one of them. So I say that in part because what I'm about to talk about is, is just a snapshot of what is otherwise, you know, a week-long effort of practice, and, and we don't get to see it, okay? Um, but I was paying particular attention, you know, on on this day, you, you know, in, in trying to watch Kyle Trask. Because Trask and, and Blaine Gabbard are essentially alternating reps uh, during the OTAs. Yeah, Ryan Griffin is out there, and he's doing some individuals, but he's not – really competing as it were in the team drills. I mean, I think they're fairly, fairly confident that, you know, Griffin who's been around for nine years now is, is going to be their fourth quarterback, if you will, is going to be the guy on the practice squad, et cetera. So they're really trying to push Trask. They're really you know, trying to give Gabbert reps as well. And those two guys really aren't competing. If you listen to Clyde Christensen, um, although Todd Bowles has walked that back a bit, but I, I, you know, just kind of wanted to, focus on Trask on on this day and I and I gotta tell you um it's probably unfair for me to say this but I was I was less than impressed let's say in terms of like just what that practice was and again it's one practice okay he could be Tom Brady the rest of the time and we missed it you know um but just watching like something as simple as individual drills and that's when you have the receivers come over and, you know, they're going to run against air, basically. They're going to run routes. You know what the route is. You take your drop. Um, you throw the ball on time. The ones that gave him real trouble um, were just, like, out routes. You know, just uh, 
fairly simple sideline patterns. And he just started missing guys and missing by a lot. Now, I know some of these receivers are probably new to the Bucs. Uh, certainly they sign, you know, three guys, undrafted free agents, and, and there, there are others. But a lot of them aren't. You know, a lot of them are the same receivers that were out here a year ago. And just watching the patent goes, essentially, I was like, how do you miss against air? Like, what are you doing that, uh, you know, when you, when you look out there and you know the route the guy's running and there's no defender, is it your mechanics? Is it timing? Is it arm? Like, I just wanted to see more accuracy, and I didn't see it, at least in, in, in that portion of practice. Now, when they, when they went sort of 11 on 11 – uh, and, you know, you had defenders out there. It got a little better, but not much. You know, like he, he made some throws. Uh, he checked the ball down. He looked like he knew where to go with the ball. One was tipped and nearly intercepted, I think, by uh, Logan Ryan, uh, but wasn't. And um, Gabbard had an interception or had one ball that was intercepted too. So he, Gabbard looked much better. I mean, Gabbard <laughs> it was almost unfair. It was like Gabbard was throwing to... Um, you know, guys that have actually played like Cameron Brayton. Cameron Brayton, Cabbard probably had, you know, the ball didn't hit the ground. I think they probably completed six out of six or whatever it was, one for a touchdown. And it was sort of like the varsity going up against a freshman team, you know, like you got two guys and you just keep feeding the ball to them. So so they were much more crisp. There was one throw that, that Trask made. It was a, an in route uh, kind of in the seam to Scotty Miller, and he ripped it, and it was perfect. And Miller would have taken that ball to the house, I think. Um, so, like I said, it was a mixed bag. But you know what? At this point, you don't want to see a mixed bag. At this point, going into year two, and I know he hasn't played except a little bit in the preseason last year, but you want to see more throws completed. Like that's, And even Trask said that. We got to talk to him after the practice. And, and Trask said, you know, the, the goal is to com, you know, complete as many balls as we can. And just in talking to the coaches, you know, kind of on the side a little bit, um, that's kind of what he's been this this off season. Now, now Todd Bowles defended him and said, "Yeah, I think you know he's he's performing pretty well." And I said, "Well, what about his accuracy?" And he goes, "Well, he goes, you know, they all should be accurate now." He goes, "He's been fine." He goes, "You know, but there's no there's no pass rush, and that's true because it's really easy to stand there knowing that no matter what happens in the pocket, no one can knock you on the ground." So your focus is just always downfield, and you're not worried about getting hit. You're not even affected by the rush. So that will add further pressure to him. But, but man, like, I just think that you should be completing a higher percentage of balls, not just in the patent goes, but also in the teamwork. And it doesn't seem like they've seen that from Kyle. Um, I'll say this. Had Brady not come back, and I know they're going to make it a competition, and look, some guys are gamers, I think Trask might be that. I think he might be that guy that, you know, um, when it counts the most, he's dialed in more, um, and he kind of just knows how to make plays. And he had a really good preseason game his last one last year uh, against Houston. But, again, as he even said, I wasn't going against, you know, front-line guys uh, that play in the NFL, but he got some confidence from it. But I, I just think he, I just think he's not – you know, he's not ready to play. And if he had to have competed against Gabbert, no question in my mind, Gabbert wins the job. He wins the job because he's more experienced. He wins the job because he has a way better arm. He wins the job 
because Trask is not ready. Uh, and I don't think a preseason would have changed that perception any. If you just put them side by side and you go, who's the starter, you know who it is. And it's Blaine Gabbert, right, if you're just picking between those two. Now, would Gabbert had stayed that way with this, you know, gauntlet of, of teams that they have in September and, and he would go 1-3 and three or 0-4 oh and four, and they probably would have switched to Trask and then Trask wouldn't have performed all that well and then I'm back to Gabbert and before the season over they'd finish with Trask because I've lived this. I know how this goes. I'm just here to tell you that maybe the best thing that happened to Kyle Trask is that Brady came back um, and and for a lot of reasons. And, and, you know, you talk to Kyle and God bless him, you know, in what had to be one of the darker days of his career. He'll never admit it. But when Brady decides to come out of retirement, he went from I'm competing from a starting job to I have no chance to get a helmet if they if they stay healthy this year. Like Clyde Christensen, you know, said the the the, the silent part out loud that Kyle Trask is not competing for the number two job. And then of course Todd Bowles had to walk that back because you want everybody to believe they have a chance. But he had no chance and he has no chance of unseating Blaine Gabbert for the number two spot, nor should he, okay? Um, now, what happens a year from now? Who knows? I mean, you know, everybody loves this narrative that, well, he did the same thing in high school. He backed up to Eric King, and he never got to play as a starter. But then he went to Florida anyway, and then he, he was way down on the depth chart, and he worked his way up, and he backed up Felipe Franks, and then Franks got hurt, and he came in, and he ripped it, and he did. I mean, he did, over 7,000 yards, was a was a Heisman Trophy finalist for gosh sakes, you know went toe to toe with Mac Jones at Alabama. We see where Mac Jones is now, but if you talk to Kyle and you go, well, you've you've done this before, right? I mean, like this is this is sort of the path that you've always taken. He's like, yeah, but it's not exactly the path I've tried to take. Like, it's just kind of been forced upon me. Like, I'm not, you know, I I want to compete. I want to play. I've just, you know, it's just I've kind of been forced to do it this way. And but he won't say anything, you know. Like I asked him what his reaction was, you know, when Brady came back, and you know, he was like, "Well, you know, he had to do what he thought was best for his career, and you know, it really didn't. You you can't control it. So what are you gonna? And yeah, you can't control it. I get it. But like, he's just not gonna give you that, right? Like you know that 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 had to be a tough day for him. Um. So I don't know. Well, it's he, a tough day, absolutely. Although. You said you weren't that impressed. No, I wasn't. <laughs> if he's not ready, this may be the best thing for him. I, I agree that it is. Because, I don't know that he thinks that, but well, I agree that it is. An athlete never wants to think that way. But if he's yeah. not ready to compete yet, yeah, then it's a good thing maybe he doesn't have to compete. And this is all you know, conjecture based on your observation. Oh, totally. Yeah, I think. saw one, one practice. Right. I've seen a couple, but, I mean, this one I really focused on. You know, if he's not ready for that role yet, then you don't even have to make that decision. You don't have to go through that and gives him another, essentially, redshirt year to That's what it is to build up. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, doesn't mean he'll ever get there. No clue, and, and time yeah. will tell. Yeah, I, I don't think learning behind Tom Brady is a bad thing. Uh, no, no. Although you know, much like you know, uh, what was it Ryan Tannehill? You know, it's not my job to to coach the guys, so, but but yeah, to observe how they do it and work is is mm-hmm. a there's a huge benefit to that. So no question. We'll see, but you know, hasn't look, I know that the the plan was Blaine Gabbert and Kyle Trask, but, and granted, we don't see them at practice. We don't really know, but did it, was anyone really thinking Kyle Trask was ready for this yet? 
it, it, maybe Florida it's, fan maybe it's was. My, well, yeah, maybe it's my, you know, I, I'm speculating because obviously I'm not seeing him at practice in that. But yeah, based on what you saw in Florida, did anyone think one year was going to be enough and he was going to be ready to start? One redshirt year where he didn't yeah. get on the field. Well, he didn't what, get but helmet. that's what I mean. It just yeah. learned, you know, being in the system and that. Yeah, yeah. You know, kind of what he did at Florida. But did anyone, th- based on what you saw to him in college, and that, you know, I mean, Patrick Mahomes sat one year and then came into that, but he was a top fifteen pick. And they, exactly. And and you know, the Chiefs traded up to get him. Right. Did anyone think that Kyle Trask was just a one redshirt year and and he's ready to start now? And granted. He could have blown everybody out of the water and, and, and been ready. It's not saying that can't happen. Yeah. But I think realistically, was anyone expecting that? I think if you're honest, no. Right. Well, I, I don't think that – I mean, I know because I, I know B.A. a little bit. And even though Gabbert, you know, if you look at his record and you look what he's done, it's, it's not impressive to say the least. And, again, it was with a, a horrible Jacksonville team for a long time. and but he's he's been with BA now in a couple of places and I know BA has trust in Gabbert and listen Blaine Gabbert uh, Blaine Gabbert is the ultimate 530 hitter right like you will go to batting practice to watch this guy play like he's got one of the stronger arms that I've seen like he can rip it and he's freakish athletically I mean he keeps his body in like ridiculous shape he can move um he knows he knows the system better than Brady does and and so the ball's coming out and it's coming out quick. And he's fairly accurate, you know. And if you just watch him, you're like, oh yeah, like this guy can. It looks like he can really play. And of course, he can play. He wouldn't have been a first round pick. And and now he's what like 33 years old. Um, and you know, I don't know when or if he'll get his next chance. Obviously, Brady would have to get hurt for him to play here. Um, maybe there's a second or third act for him someplace to compete for a starting job I don't I don't know that that's the case but he would have been the starter here I think no matter what I mean I think I think that's what BA wanted and was going to go that way and and he was going to give Kyle a chance because you're not going to play your starter all that much in the preseason anyway and Kyle would have gotten plenty of reps to try to prove him wrong but yeah I think it's actually a good thing I think it's a good thing and it's a good thing on a lot of levels not just and, and listen Trask wants to play the one thing I got out of today and just talking to him was that he does not enjoy sitting. No, no competitor would. You don't get to this level because you, you know you just kind of want to show up and say, "Well, I'm I'm here and I'm not going to play, so I'm just going." You know, no. He he competes. He competes with himself, and he's gotten better in some in some areas. One of them, which is which is tangible, is he's changed his body. You know, the like you mentioned, like uh, you know, Brady doesn't have to be the mentor uh, per se. But he's got a ringside seat for a guy that's playing in his you know twenty something years, and the way he's done it is he's made sacrifices for nutrition, take care of his body. Well, Trask has done that too. Trask is probably down seven or eight pounds from what he was a year ago, and when I say pounds, it's not just the weight he's lost; it's the good weight he's put on. You know, he is solid. He has gotten into the weight room. He's done some things, and more importantly, um, he was a guy with with kind of heavy feet. You know, I mean, Brady's not the most nimble guy in the pocket, but now that he, you know, doesn't have a torn MCL, he can move a little better. But Kyle had heavy feet. You know, Kyle didn't have good movement, and, and he even said, he goes, you know, things happen so quick in there in the NFL, and the defenses are so complex, and they throw so much at you that you've got to be able to move a little bit. 
um, and, and, you know, move your feet and set up and reset and all that stuff. And his body's different. He goes, all I did was I, I got rid of the cheap food, meaning like, you know, fast food. And he eats a lot at the facility and, you know, he eats good stuff and, um, and it's made a difference. So he is doing things that are Brady-like. He is picking up a lot of tips along the way, a lot of cheat codes along the way. Uh, and I think his, his grasp of the offense is probably light years ahead of what it was this time a year ago. Um, but even Gator fan has to, has to acknowledge that he's not ready to start on this team anyway in the NFL. And if he was with a lesser team, he would do worse. But Brady came back and left him a bunch of free agents that are going to be here after Tom Brady's gone. Um, and that includes Ryan Jensen, who was out there. Um, you know, it includes obviously Chris Godwin, who's still coming off the ACL. They went and signed Russell Gage, who's going to be a really good receiver for them. Uh, so there's a lot of guys, even on defense, whether you're talking about Carlton Davis or whatnot, um, that are going to make this a, a better football team when and if, and I underline the word if, Kyle Trask gets a bite of this apple. I don't know that he will, by the way. You know, I, I don't know that if he spends another year and doesn't really get his chance. I mean, he'll be on the team a year from now, but I don't know that the Bucks will just go into a season without Tom Brady and go, you know what, we're good. We got we got Gabbert, we got Brady, we're, or we got um, Kyle Trask, we're good. I don't know that'll be the case. I'm honest with you. I, I, I think that, you know, when you play in the NFL, you're not just competing against the guys on your roster. You're competing against the guys on every roster. And that includes, you know, quarterbacks that come free all the time. Look at the number of quarterbacks that change teams this year. There's still a guy named Baker Mayfield who's not going to be on the Browns much longer. Um, but where will he go? Because they owe him $18 million. But so there's, there's always change and there's always competition. And Kyle's just got to keep continuing to get better. He's got the right mindset. You know, like he, he's, he's working as hard as he can. He's doing everything he can do to become a better player. But it's that old adage, you know, if you don't, they tell you you don't have any experience, but how do I get experience if you won't play me? He's got to do it in the preseason. You know, they got three preseason games, joint practices with, with the Dolphins, joint practices with the Titans. Those are going to be opportunities for him to, to go out there and show what he can do against NFL competition, even though it's not a regular season game. We'll see. I mean, again, not a stellar practice. And from what I understand, that's kind of where he's been this year in, in the OTAs and the offseason workouts. So if that's true, uh, eh, eh. he hasn't made enough strides um, to consider him somebody who should be the number two, and he won't be anyway because that's Gabbert's job. So pretty interesting there. Big signing by the Bucks, by the way. Huge signing, uh, if you ask me. On, on Literally. Um, yeah, yeah, on Wednesday, right. Uh, Akeem Hicks, who was a – Big force for the Chicago Bears when they had the number one defense a few years ago. This guy went to the Pro Bowl in like 2018. Always played well against the Bucks. Always gave them fits. I know that. He has signed a one-year deal with the Bucks. Now, the value was reported at $10 million. My understanding is that it's probably significantly less than that because I think that includes all performance incentives or a good portion of those if he were to reach them. But having said that, it's a clear choice over Indomitian Sioux, uh, who has made it pretty clear he'd like to come back and play here. There are a number of teams that were interested. I don't know if they still are. The Raiders is one. Um, and Sue has always played for, you know, in that $9 million range. Now, Hicks is 32, Sue is 35. So you're getting a younger, a younger player. 
Um, but it's only a he, one-year deal. I mean, if you were yeah. signing a three-year deal, then the age might matter. True. For a one-year, this was a surprising. Well, I, I guess what does it say about what the Bucks think of Indomitian and Sue? I think they think he's through. Or at least, I, I don't know if they think he's through, but they don't think whatever value he's attached. You know, the NFL is all about value. There's mm-hmm. a couple things at, at play here, okay? One of them is value. Like, what are you, you know, I say you're worth X, you say you're worth Y. Can we meet in the middle, or are you just locked in at, say, $9 million? I'm a $9 million a year player, and I'm not taking a penny less. Um, what's changed is you're 35. Um, what's changed is we don't know how they evaluated the tape. Maybe he's slowing down. Um, I do know this. He's never missed a game in his career. Never missed a game. Think about that um, in his career. And so he's always there on Sunday, and the best ability is availability, right? Now, having said that, doesn't practice much during the week, okay? Uh, We don't know what the tape really shows all the time. But he's played like well over 70% of the snaps when he's been here. And that was the case again last year. So if you re-sign Ndamukong Sue and you pay him the money he thinks he's worth, um, what happens to Hall, that, you know, who you just drafted from Houston? Like, how does he get on the field? Does he get any meaningful snaps? You know, is he a guy that's in just merely in the rotation? The other 25? Because you still have... You know, Raheem Nunez Roaches, you still have Will Golston. You've got other guys on the defensive line that's going to be rotating in there and playing. So, you know, um, you kind of want to create opportunity for a guy that you took with the first pick in the second round. And I just feel like, you know, that was not going to be the case if if Sue came back. Yeah, I, I guess... And maybe with Hicks, you know, he's at that point. And here's the thing about Hicks. Three, the last three years, okay, uh, two year, three years ago, he played five games, got injured. Mm-hmm. Last year, he played nine, got injured. Now, you know, in between, he, he played a fair number of games. So it's not like he's getting healthier as he gets older or more productive because he's not, you know. And that's the one thing that Sue has over everybody is he's never missed a game. For better or worse, he's he's out there. Um, so, I think they're looking more at Hicks as, hey, this is a guy we can start the season with. We can line him next to Vita Vey, who's our main cog there in the middle, and then we can we can rotate our young rookie in there when and if we think the situation's right. And and eventually, after one year or maybe before that, he'll take over, and we've got our we've got our two defensive tackles, you know. But right now, you're trying to win this year. You need depth. You need veteran depth. You need guys that can play that have been in the fire. So they they chose Hicks, I guess, over Sue. If you want to say that, I think that's fair. Well, and I guess the other part of that would be, and as you said, it's it's not $10 million. It's no. a lot less. And then if you got to a certain performance level, right? then maybe they're willing to pay 10 Sure. And and I don't you know not knowing what the incentives might be, well might a lot be of more than what they starts. think they'll get out of Indomic and Sue, which is going to be nine or ten million guaranteed. Correct. You know, so it's like, all right, we like Indomic and Sue. Is I'm guessing they do. I mean, they've won with them. Seems to be Indomic and Sue wants to be here. At least that's what he said publicly. 
Yeah. But it, it's okay. Th- we may this may be three or four million guaranteed. It could go to ten, and if we get that production, we're happy to pay ten million. Right. But we want to make sure we get that production for ten million, and we're not positive with Indomitian Sue we're still going to get that because we don't think he's going to get better. Right. I'm not saying he's worse or, or, or you know on the downside, or, you know necessarily, but we know what we've got, and assuming the incentives are you know pretty high to where if they're going to pay ten million, it's going to be a monster season. Then okay, okay, I, maybe I get that logic. Then they were always going to draft a defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. I mean, Logan Logan Hall uh, wound up being their guy, and they traded out of the first round and got him with the first pick of the second round. But they knew that they were getting too old. What I heard in the off season was we're getting too old, and we're not athletic enough. We're not fast enough, i.e., speed. Um, power, sure. They have plenty of that. They can they can gap it up. They can clog up the middle, all of that. What teams were doing, and it's not a surprise, is they were they were testing the perimeter. They weren't trying to run inside anymore because those two big guys were there, and those two big guys were covering up two really good downhill linebackers. And so teams started pushing the perimeter. Well, you always want to make the big guys run early in games. You want to tire them out. They used to do this with Gerald McCoy all the time. You know, let's run tosses, let's run sweeps, let's, you know, let's do that sort of thing on the perimeter um, to make those big guys have to try to run and, you know, uh, wear them down. And I don't, I don't know, you know, because I'm, I'm not one that's going to sit here and watch every, every snap that Stu played, but, but clearly going into the off season, they were looking to move on. I mean, that if they weren't, they would have signed him instead of Will Golston. You know, who, who essentially can do a lot of the same things, and again, Will is is you know about five years or four years younger, um, so it's easier to to sign a player like that to a one year deal. Sue was year to year anyway, uh, one because I didn't know if he wanted to continue his career. Turns out he does, um, but but the Bucks never signed him to a multi year deal. They always were like, okay, let's do a year. Okay, how about another year? Okay, how about another year? And at some point, they were going to have to get get younger and get better uh, on the defensive line, and that's why they drafted Logan Hall. But you've got to create opportunity for him to play. Um, so with Hicks, you know, maybe he's on a pitch count. Maybe you can keep him healthy um, by making him more of a rotational guy than having to go to war with him on every snap or 70% of the snaps the way they did, you know, with Ndamukong Sue. We'll see. I mean, Vita Vea is the engine inside, and and like I said, they've still got some pretty good players around them. Uh, and I think I think people are impressed with Hall. I got to talk to Warren Sapp, who was out there uh, on Wednesday, because Sapp, or on Tuesday, I'm sorry, because Sapp uh, uh, makes a quick evaluation of guys. Now they're not in pads, but he won't lie to me. If he if he likes something he saw in Logan Hall, or if he doesn't, he's going to tell me. So I'm anxious to talk to him about. Uh, what he what he thought about Hall. Most of the guys, um, you know, that have been in the league like what they've seen so far. Um, again, you can't really evaluate a dude uh, when he's not actually making contact with anybody. Um, but they like they like his technique. They like his burst. They like his size, his length. Um, you know, he's definitely on the all underwear team. I mean, he he looks the part. And you know, from that standpoint, now. With Sap, we'll get more because you know Sap's such a good student of the game and understands. He's one of the smartest players I've ever been around, 
and certainly he proved that during his Hall of Fame career. So it's always fun when he's out there working with guys because he, he makes pretty quick evaluations, and, and, and the ones that he's worked with before that he told me couldn't play, they couldn't play. And the ones that he said were good, they were good. Uh, and so I trust his evaluation, so I'm anxious to talk to him about kind of what he saw. But, yeah, kind of interesting signing for them. And, look, I mean, if this were – Four or five years ago, you'd be, wow, what a defensive line. <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you've got quite a number of good players there. And they're going to need it. And, and that's been the focus. If I had to narrow down to what, you know, kind of what this offseason has been about, it's been about defense. It has. I mean, it's been about, you know, and how did they lose the final game? I mean, you know, they got behind. And they had trouble on the offensive line, so they've addressed that. Miley Marpet retired. That was a surprise, but they've addressed it. Um, and they they couldn't stop the Rams, and they can't stop the New Orleans Saints. You know, those two teams have run roughshod over them the last two years. And they got the Saints in the Super Bowl year in the playoffs. That was it. And that was the big one. And that propelled them to a Super Bowl 55 championship. But the rest of the time, the Saints have their number, and they can't beat the Rams. And those are the two teams you'll have to beat. One, the Saints to win the division, and the Rams to go further than you did last year. Um, and so when you look at it, you know, defense has been an issue, a big issue. Um, and that's, that's you know, the signing the veteran safeties. Um, Logan Ryan, Ken O'Neill, you know, uh, locking up Carlton Davis. They, you know, they got two other guys in contract years and Sean Murphy Bunting and Jamel Dean. Um, and then they've, they've gone about the business of, you know, sort of fortifying that, that, that front. And, and they're happy to go with Joe Tryon Shawinka. Again, younger, more athletic, faster, can do more with him, you know. And, and then they draft Hall, which they like his upside as well. And you still got Shaq Barrett, and you still got those two, you know, active linebackers. So it's all about, you know, trying to make this defense not just a defense that can slow the Rams or slow the Saints, but actually be the reason they win games. You know, uh, and I think they'll protect their defense against teams like that that are explosive. I think you'll see the offense run the ball more. I think you'll see them play more of a complementary game under Todd Bowles. And he talked about like practice and some of that, and you see it already in practice. Defensive coaches are all about competing, and nothing against Bruce Arians. He had his own way, but he's an offensive coach. No risk it, no biscuit, all of that. And he didn't like to go what we call good on good all that much. Like, you take the number one defense and the number one offense, and you put them against each other. Instead, normally it's the you know the starting offense against the number two defense or um, you know the number two offense against the starting defense. And what we've seen, and we'll see more of it in training camp, is Hey, let's get after it. You know, let let's put our best against our best out here and see who wins. And and that's not been, you know, what what they've done in the past. And and so from that standpoint, I think it's going to help both sides of the ball um because there's some really good offenses in this league and the Bucks their schedule is ridiculous with the quarterbacks that they play. And I think they knew who was on the schedule, you know, long before it came out. They didn't know what order um, but there's some explosive teams offensively. And again, you play the Rams again. You play the Saints twice. So, you know, they, they are trying um, the best they can, you know, to, to come up with a recipe to beat those teams specifically. 
and and I think they're I think they've gone about it the right way. But it's um it's been interesting. We've got you know they'll finish OTAs this week. The mandatory mini camp is uh, June seventh through nine, and then it's over, man, for like a couple weeks anyway. Uh, then we're back at it. I think I saw a thing today as we do this podcast on uh on Tuesday night that we are a hundred days away or were a hundred days away from the opening game of the NFL season. One hundred days. Regular season. They'll be here before we know it, man. Yeah. So I can rest up. I mean it's June. We're in June. I know. I know. It's like it's just stupid. Like the school's league, out. I mean it's like how'd that happen already? I don't know. I wish it were back in. I'm ready for the kids to go back. It's been, <laughs> it's been one day. <laughs> That's it. I, I've had it. They got to go somewhere. Seriously, they, you should have school year round. Don't they do that in other countries? Why are we the only ones that don't go to school year round? Makes sense to me. I, I guess it, it would make more sense to be honest. Just shorter days, you know, maybe four days a week, but something, you know, give them something in the in, in the summers. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. But anyway, uh, we've got lots to do, that's for sure. You know who's not got much to do or isn't doing it very well right now? The Tampa Bay Rays. Well, Wander Franco's got a few days to think about it. My God. What a disaster that is. He's hoping he'll be back in two. He says he feels good, hoping to be back in two weeks. Not going to happen. No. They put him on the 10-day. Nope. Not going to happen. I mean, he may come back, but he's going to have the same problem. Listen, something's going on there. Okay, this has been a recurring thing way too like we're not in the dog days. Like, you know, you get back when you get to August, you know, in September, then everybody's hurt, right? Then everybody's mm-hmm. wanting to go on the IL. Right now, man, if you're hurt now, you better shut them down, dude. Like you better just say, Hey, you know what? We're in it for the long haul with Wander. We hope we can tread water. And I'm not sure they can, but we hope we can tread water because when he comes back, he's going to have to carry us all the way as far as we can possibly go postseason and beyond. Like, we can't win consistently without this dude. I wonder what – I mean, we know it's a quad. Or, you know, it's, That's what they're saying, yeah. Yeah. So, they didn't shut him down earlier. Mm-mm. So, I have to believe – Told him not to run fast. Well, yeah, but I, and, and this is pure speculation. But I have to believe that they think this isn't going to be – taken care of with a few weeks rest that this is an off season or maybe it's surgery maybe it's not but maybe it's this isn't you know take three weeks off and be back and you're going to be fine because they would have done that already if he could be 100 percent, you should do that now right right but i'm saying so I, i'm led to believe that he, you know three four weeks isn't going to make him 100 percent. yeah now maybe it's just gotten so bad now that they have to shut him down because they need He's not going to play, you know, at least a few days or whatever. And they need other bodies up here too. That's the other part of this, as you're concerned. Yeah, you can't just sit them on the active roster. Yeah. And one of the things that the lockout 
did, and, and I don't know if this is a result of it, but for three and a half months, players were on their own to work out. Trainers, yeah, couldn't, trainers couldn't talk to them. Trainers have no idea what they did in the offseason. Right. Now, the player could tell you, hey, I did this, 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 but you don't know. Right. I mean, you know, those trainers work with these players year-round. They know exactly what they're doing, what they're right. eating, what they're working out, what their reps are, what their sleep is. Or, I mean, they know everything. Right. For three and a half months, they knew nothing. And, and we know early in the season, you saw a lot of, like, core injuries and things like that, which maybe they didn't do enough work in their core. And, and I, I don't know if this is a result of this. Well, he's awfully young for starters, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, at, at yeah. this age, you know, is it great to train and right. do all those great things? Was yeah, it, but was it something 20, in his off-season workout that the team maybe. had no say or knowledge of? Yeah, maybe that's kind of brought this on. I don't know, and and we may never find out, or at some point, maybe it comes out whether that is or not. Yeah, but it, it look you you kept him along this long and said, "Don't run fast, don't run hard when you don't have to." And now you're finally putting him on the IL. I I don't believe it's going to be two weeks. I hope it is, but I don't. I don't at this point. I don't think the team thinks that this can be. I, I think they're going to nurse this along all season. I, I hope I'm wrong, but that's the impression I get from it. Well, I mean, with soft tissue injuries, right? The, there's a lot of things, and, and and you know, the Bucks had a lot of these you know type of injuries, quads, mostly hamstrings, but. What they're doing now, which is different, is they have a, a very exaggerated stretching period every before every practice. Like they're they're stretching out. They're not going out there cold uh, and then you know just running and 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 getting more guys hurt. I tend to think that they, in some respects, didn't work enough. You know, like, and I mean they you know they chart every step these guys take they have a gps on their vest and you know they know how far they've run every practice and all of that stuff but by the same token it's like i saw a lot of guys take days off during the week and then went out and played 100% you know on sunday and then all of a sudden they can't practice for 2 days um and there was a lot of hamstrings a lot of hamstrings but we don't know i mean did did wander get on the weight rack and start doing squats or you know, leg press. Like we don't know what he what he did. You're right. In the off season, um, you know they they couldn't come into the facility. They had to work out on their own. So they couldn't even contact them. Um, yeah. So they, you know, he's told them probably what he did, but we don't know if he was doing the right things or anything for that matter. But all I know is that a guy that's t- what 21 years old um, having these kinds of problems this early in the season does not bode very well for somebody that you want for you know, the 162 plus and, and, and not, not for nothing, but you take him out of the lineup. <laughs> There's already too many guys out of the lineup. Yeah. No, Brendan Lau, no wonder oh, Franco. It's brutal. Like they, okay. They're playing the Rangers and, 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 you know, this guy that's pitching is, you know, had a pretty good start to the season, all that. They ended the game 22 straight rays failed to reach base. Think about that. 22 in a row they retired. And it didn't even seem like it was a surprise when you watched the game. It was like, yeah, I can see how that happened. <laughs> I mean, how much, how good can you pitch? I mean, Yarbrough went out there through pretty well. He gave up two home runs because that's who Yarbrough is. You know, he shuts you down and no hits for four innings. And then he makes one mistake. And because he's throwing 87 miles an hour, um, you know, the ball's hit 500 feet. 
And so he gave up a couple of bombs and he loses. Um, but they get, you know, they get shut out. And, and it, 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 when I tell you they got shut out, like, they didn't hit many balls hard. Like, the, the first two guys at, at, at the plate hit rockets. And those might have been the two most well-struck balls of the game. Um, they can't swing it at all right now. There's just nobody that's going to scare you up there other than Randy, who's got no protection whatsoever, and Margot, who is leading off just to get him as many bats as you can, especially against a left-hander. So, you know, that's that's kind of where they're at. But it's it's never been a great offensive team, even with everybody in the lineup and everybody healthy. And now, I don't know, you, you know, you could have Nolan Ryan, Roger Clemens, and, you know, Sandy Koufax in their prime, and I'm not sure you're going to win 90 games with this group, you know, because they just they can't hit, they cannot hit. It's hard to watch right now, and then you know you do go through these periods where, you know, everybody's slumping and so on and so forth. But um, it was grim, and you're playing Texas, you're playing a team that was below 500. They spent money; they should be better than they've been, especially at the start of the season. But they're not, you know. This is not the Yankees, who you just managed to somehow pitch your way through a, a series sweep or a series split after losing the first two. So there's that. But, yeah, that's grim. It's really grim. So they need to uh, – the bats have cooled off. Speaking of cooling off. the ha That's called a segue in our business. That's right. We're going to talk about Air Rescue, our new sponsors. We're glad to have them aboard. And we don't want you suffering with that old AC system. Call the experts at Air Rescue. Uh, they offer superior service at unbeatable prices. Uh, your unit's going to perform 30% better and longer with regular maintenance by Air Rescue. Now, Air Rescue offers 100% financing, affordable payments, very easy application process, no administration or bank fees or any extra costs with that financing. Call our friends at Air Rescue at 813-612-5600. Or go to airrescueflorida.com for the air conditioning experts. Air Rescue. All right, we've got the Tampa Bay Lightning, New York Rangers, game one of the Eastern Conference Finals tonight. We'll be back to talk about it tomorrow. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.